Kedushin, Perik Aleph, Mishnah Tess, 1-9. More about general principles of Mishnahs. Here we say, Kol mitzvah shehi taluya ba'aretz, enonoheges ela ba'aretz. Any mitzvah which is dependent upon the land itself, the dirt, meaning an agricultural mitzvah, so it only applies in the land of Israel. Interesting to note that the word aretz apply is used in that sentence twice and means two different things. The first time it refers to the land, the dirt itself, the ground, the earth. Um, and the second time it refers to the land of Israel, the Holy Land, Eretz Yisrael. Um, and as I'm sure you're aware in like the Torah's ontology, the world's divided into two places. There's Haaretz, Eretz Yisrael, the land of Israel, and Chutz Laaretz, outside of the land of Israel. That's the rest of the world. So here we're saying that the land, the agricultural mitzvahs only apply in Eretz Yisrael. So we're talking about things like Trumas and Maestras, separating the tithes, Chala, taking from the, the portion from the dough, Leket, Shechcha, Peya, the gifts leave to the poor from agricultural, Shvias, the Shemitah year, Chadash, uh, which we'll see more about in a moment, which is um, the restriction on eating new crops till after the, the Korban Omer is brought, Orla, the prohibition of eating um, tree fruits in their first three years of the tree's life, and Kilaim, um, planting uh, mixed uh, species in the ground. All these things are only uh, in Eretz Yisrael. Vishe'ena t'lui baritz, and the mitzvahs which aren't like rooted in agriculture, they're just generic, you know, mitzvahs like kibbutz and building a mock around your house and all those kind of things. So then, noheges bein baritz bein b'chutz laritz. They apply equally inside of Eretz Yisrael and outside of Eretz Yisrael. Uh, there is a famous Ramban, I think, uh, that people misunderstand that sort of suggests that outside of Eretz Yisrael the mitzvahs are just for practice. Um, he doesn't mean that. What he means is, in terms of Hashem's intention for giving the Torah, he had a larger agenda of making this um, sort of model society built on justice uh, and and love in Eretz Yisrael, and keeping your mitzvahs outside of Eretz Yisrael is practiced as much as it doesn't really amount to the same, you know, total vision that Hashem had in mind. Um, so, you know, it's 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 and to that extent, it's sort of practice for when you get back to Israel, where the land is invested with sanctity, and there's like your mitzvahs are a whole different league of of uh, spiritual impact and and significance. But nevertheless, there's no doubt about it that putting your tefillin in in uh, arts, it's a mitzvah to itself. That doesn't mean that when I come on a plane from Eretz Israel from Chutzlarts to Eretz Israel, I don't put on my tefillin again because I, I I try to yes because doing mitzvahs in Eretz Israel are just simply much more uh, significant and impactful. But it's not they don't count in Chutzlarts. Okay. Now, exceptions, chutz mina orla vakilaim. Two exceptions, which are agricultural mitzvahs, which do apply outside the land of Israel, are orla and kilaim. So orla is referring to the restriction on eating fruits and a tree's first three years of their life. The calculations are a little complicated, but not for this moment. The point is, in those first three years, you can't eat fruits. They grow on a tree, um, and the word orla means kind of like blocked off or restricted. Um referring to the trees and its produce being blocked off and restricted. Um, so that means if you're living in Chutzlaretz and you have, you know, a, a farmhouse in upstate New York for the first three years that the fruits grow on the trees there, meaning the first three years of the tree's life, um, those fruits are Asr Mid Oraisa. Okay? And there's, a, however, the, the base of that is a Halachal Emotion Misinai. It's not, not Psukim, um, but there's a tradition going all the way back that uh, Orla should apply in Chutzlaretz. That's the, how the Shulchan Aruch Paskins and the Bartonor. Now, um, worth noting is that the application of the halachas of Orla is different in Eretz Yisrael versus Chutz because if you have Suffolk Orla, 
something which you're not sure whether it's orla or not, those kind of fruits. So in Eretz Yisrael, we're talking about Doraisa, and of course, you have to be Machmer, Lechumra, Suffolk Doraisa, Lechumra, so Suffolk Orla is Aser. Whereas in Chutzlaretz, even though it's Aser Medoraisa, according to how we're saying in the, in the Psalm, even so, the Halachal Moshmi Sinai has an attendant Halachal Moshmi Sinai which says that if it's Suffolk Orla, just dubious Orla, maybe, maybe not Orla, in Chutzlaretz, it's Mutter. You don't have to be strict. Okay, so that's the one. Exception. The other exception is kilaim. So kilaim um, here um, is not referring to kilaizraim, planting mixed seeds that is permitted in chutzlarts. You could plant, you know, wheat and barley in a field in chutzlarts. But what you cannot do is kilai hakerem, plant mixed grains like wheat and barley together in a vineyard, or mixed greens, yurakos, um in a, in a vineyard. That would be forbidden. And the pashas that's an isra de rabbanon. They're always extending that de rabbanon because since they saw such a strict treatment of kilai hakerem, kilai implanted in, in a vineyard, and as much as it's asr bahana, all benefits prohibited from that, both from the, the grains or greens that were planted, as well as, you know, the vines around which you planted, that all has to be burned, essentially. So they saw the Torah takes it very strict, seriously, and there's strict application of it, and therefore the rabbi said, even Midrabanan, we're not doing kilai hakerem and chutzlaretz as well. Uh, worth noting, however, is that the halacha is that um, grafting plants together, uh, so taking like a root stock of one, you know, apple tree and then putting a, a baby apple tree, you know, branch into it, whatever it is. Um, so if you're talking about two different species that you're, that you're merging together, that would be a forbidden mid orisa. Okay. Says the mission further, Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Afmina Chadash, Rabbi Eliezer adds that he has one more item to the list of exceptions, which is Chadash. It's also Aser in Chutzlaart. So Chadash, which means new, is referring to the new crop. There's a iser from the Torah to eat from the new crop of grain until after the korban omer is brought on the second day of Pesach, the first day of Cholamoid. It's that barley offering, Spheres Omer. We count from there all the way to Shuas. So the point is that, assuming that you could bring the korban omer, you, then you can't eat this year's grain um, until after you bring it. Nowadays, of course, we don't bring korbanos, so no korban omer either. However, until the 16th of Nisan. Second day of Pesach, so the current any any um, grain which took root prior to then becomes permitted only on the sixteenth of Nisan, um, and um, the Shochan Aruch Paskins that the Din Dorais and Chutzlart like Rabbi Eliezer, uh, the Ramah brings and the the Ashkenazi tradition meant there was a custom to be lenient here in the old country um, and not be strict for what's called the Yashan, the opposite of Chadash. Chadash is, is the new grain being permitted. And Yashan means old grain. So um, the custom, the practice was to um, actually eat Chadash in Chutzlaretz. Um, the base of that is pretty tenuous in truth, the halachic basis of that. Um, but nevertheless, it was done, and there's a world of literature to, there's a to defend that. Nowadays, uh, the, the pendulum is swinging the other direction, and more and more communities and people are since they have access to more food and a variety of food and they're not going to starve without it, um, to be strict and uh, not eating chadash, only yashan, uh, even in chutzlaretz.